welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about Season 3, Episode 18, Mad Dogs and Average Men. This is a pretty better than average episode. It was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Part of it was that we've had a couple of really bad episodes in a row, but like, I think in and of itself it was a good episode. Also part of it was that there was a dog. Tess did love the proper. dog. You was a dog. He was a dog and I love him. Let's talk about the episode description. So, okay, so mad dogs and average men. Variations on the dating game find Will cold to a fawning beau, Peter Jacobson, and Grace hot for Karen's handsome nephew. Hmm. All right. That was was pretty well done. Cold, hot, hot, and cold. Yeah, I get it. Yes, and you're now in, then you're out, up. Then you're down? Then you're down. Wrong when it's right. It's black (laughs) and it's white. We fight. We break up. Well, that's the problem that we'll have with that <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, we're, I think, going to talk about Grace and Karen first. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. But um, we will circle back and have a long discussion about Will and his fawning bow. <laughs> so this episode kind of started off weird from the Grace plotline perspective for me, because, like, she walks into her office and there's this weird dude there, yeah. and, like, it turns he's, out he's Karen's nephew. And he's, like, taking phone calls and, like, doing Karen's job, it seems right. like. And she calls him Hot Karen, which is uncomfortable. No, no, no. She's like, she walks in and she's like, ooh, are you hot in here? Because you're hot. Or oh, something like okay. that. Like, it's it's just... It's, it's very uncomfortable it's, and bad. It's very uncomfortable. She's just like straight up hitting on him. And he's like, and she's like, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm sorry. And he's like, <laughs> no, it was adorable or something. And I was like, He's mm. just very old and weird. He seemed really old. He probably wasn't objectively. He just seemed old. Maybe it was the glasses. Yeah, I don't know. Or something. But he seemed old. But anyways, Grace wants to put his pee in her bee. Right, which is weird because, like, he's a stranger that was, like, in her office. Maybe that's how they did it in the early 2000s. I guess, man. But, so she basically is, like, asking Karen about him to sort of, like, try and organize a hookup. Uh-huh. And Karen's like, no, he's married. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, bummed out, but, you know, understandable. But then she's like Karen in line, like Karen always is. Right. So then he, he shows up later and, like, Grace is like, no, I'm sorry. I don't date married men, at least once I know they're married. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not married. And she's like, well, Karen said, Karen said you were married. And so then she confronts Karen about it, being like, why would you say he was married if he's not married? And she's like, honey, he's a con man. Like, he, he dates women for six months and then disappears with their savings. And Grace, because she's apparently so besotted, is like, six months, huh? Like, the whole six months? <laughs> Grace, focus. Well, it's a weird episode then because, like, it's like, it's yet another lie from Karen. Like, yeah. they kind of, like, I would believe that. Like, I did believe that. I thought that was yeah. totally the play that they were going with this episode. But what they are actually doing is they're doing a thing where... Karen keeps lying to Grace about why she shouldn't date this guy. Yeah, and it's really weird. So Grace is, like, pissed, which I guess is pretty understandable. Right. But I, the thing is, that, like, for me, I didn't really know where the episode was going because I thought he was a con man. Mm-hmm. I know you felt differently. No, I kind of, I, I didn't remember this episode very vividly, and in my brain, I went, no, I don't think he's a con man. I think this is Karen going to say something sappy to Grace. Right. Which, which it is, but, like, because so much of the episode is told from Grace's perspective, we have no way of knowing that. Like, right. We, we find out he's not married because he says that he's not married. Right. We her. find out he's not a con man because he calls Grace again and she's like, well, how was jail? Right. And he's like, I've never, I've never been to jail. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, but we're taking like this guy's word for it. Like he right. totally could be flipping he her. He super could be a con man. Like I wouldn't take his word for it. But so anyways, then Grace decides to confront Karen at the opera. <laughs> 
great place to confront someone. Highly recommend it. Yes. And so it is really funny, though, because, like, she, like, encounters, like, an usher or someone, and they're like, we need your ticket. And she's like, this will only take a second. And they're like, no, really, we need your ticket. As a house manager, what would you do if someone shoved your usher? I would probably pull them out of theater, but I don't house manage for an opera, so <laughs> I, I might just let that happen, to be totally honest. Yeah, but, I think in um, an opera, that probably would happen more often. I would just let that happen. But, so basically, like, the Grace is like, ugh. We're at the opera. Can you show a little decorum? And then <laughs> she just like bodily shove her out of frame. Well, and then at one point later, Grace just screams the word homo. And it is an opera house, so it echoes. Homo, 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 homo. It's very funny. It's great. Yeah, so it's it's really, it's this great, very dramatic confrontation at the opera. Mm-hmm. and Stands on the ground because he had a turkey in the limo. A whole turkey. A whole turkey. I'm just impressed with how fast he seems to eat. Not just, like, the amount, but, like, the speed. Because <laughs> they're in midtown Manhattan. I can't imagine it took them that long to get to the opera house. <laughs> and he's just... He's... Driver, he's finishing the last leg. Like, let's do another lap around the building. <laughs> but, madam, we've already circled the building three times. Do it again! <laughs> But as we as we alluded, the episode does end on a sweet like Karen and Grace moment where Karen's like, "He's not good enough for you, and you deserve someone special." Yeah, not my nephew, who's a son of a bitch, literally. Yeah, and so, so yeah, so she's just like, you know, you're quirky and you're kind, mm. and she like lists off all these great qualities about Grace, and then right. she's like, and he's just not good enough for you, and it's like, aww, it's really sweet. But then Karen, <laughs> because it's Karen, so Grace like is like, you called me. Special. And Karen's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and then like, that is you. Yeah, that's me. I can't. I I will never admit to how do emotions work. I don't. How, how do emotions? Yes. How how do? <laughs> yes. So it's it's really funny. But it's a good it's a good plot line. Yeah, it's I a good runner. I enjoy it. It's it's a, definitely the B plot, but it, it's very funny because it does leave open a lot of possibilities. You're really not sure where the story is going mm-hmm. until the very end because. It did seem equally as likely that he would end up being a con artist, and right. we just don't know. I also felt like the A-plot was really unpredictable this week, too. Oh, yeah, but I love but it. But Tess loved it because dogs. Puppies. The setup of the plot is that Will started dating this guy, which comes out of nowhere, because we're still thinking, like, oh, episodic TV, where you introduce characters before you talk about them. No. no that's not, not how this works. That's not the Will and Grace way. Yeah, so apparently at some point, Will has started dating a guy. Who's his name played Paul? Paul. Yes, he's named Paul. And he is that guy from House. Yeah, the guy who plays the doctor who is the plastic surgeon, I think. Yeah. And then he's, like, cheating on his wife, but not really cheating on his wife. It's complicated. Yeah, and so, basically, he's apparently, like, the world's neediest human being. <laughs> um, and so, we get this intro scene where uh, Will is explaining this to Jack as to what's happening. So, he's, like, he's just, he's so needy and clean and, and he's I... really complimentary and, yeah. like, uh, like a, a frustrating cr- way. Yeah, and so he's like, and I need to break up with him, but and you're gonna laugh at me, but he, he has this really great dog. And of course, Jack thinks he's talking about penis. Yeah, and so Jack's like, oh, I have stayed. I with, have been there. Yeah, I have stayed with men many a time because they have a really great dog. <laughs> and then Grace walks in. And she's like, Have you broken? She knows. She knows. And so she's like, Oh, have you broken up with him yet? Or like, and she's like, starts talking about the dog. And Jack's like, No, I want to slap you before you embarrass yourself. He's talking about an actual dog. And it's, it's very funny. So we get a lot, a lot of mileage out of the dog as dick jokes, which yes, I have enjoyed. Which is very racy for the show and for Network TV in oh, general. Oh, but it's so good. It's so great. It's great. So The dog in Millie is very cute. Yeah, so basically, um, then we finally meet Paul. And like Will goes to his apartment 
and break up with him. to break up with him because he's like, I can't take it. Like this dog is not worth it. Yeah. And he, Paul opens the door and he's like, hello, gorgeous. And Will's <laughs> like, he's like, I'm actually not really comfortable with that. And he's like, fine. Hi, sexy. And he's like, actually, gorgeous is fine. Like, <laughs> and you can just sit. This guy is just like palpably desperate. Yeah. Like, you can just, he could. At one point, he refers to Will as like a supermodel on his couch. Yeah, he literally says something about, I'm sweating because there's a supermodel on my couch. Like, it's the most ridiculous thing. Like, I mean, I'm not saying Will isn't attractive, but like, that is over the top complimentary. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've been in those situations where you're with someone who like, like, I've been in these situations where you're, where you're with someone who has it in their head that you are, like, the hottest thing to ever hot, and that they Which are, is nice. Which is nice, but, like, it comes to be a problem when they think that they are really ugly, and they tell you how ugly they think they are, and it's really uncomfortable. So, anyways. But, so Will walks into this apartment, and, um, there's the dog, and he's a big, beautiful St. Bernard named Pepper, and he's so big, and he sits there with Will, he gives Will kisses. If you have not been able to tell, listeners... Tess is Will in this situation. I am Will. And would totally date someone to keep hanging out with their dog. I would 100% do this. This is, like, I I, I know this about myself and I accept it. Like, if I didn't know her, I would think this episode is, like, so over the top and so ridiculous. No, I do. But it is not. I do this. I would definitely date someone I thought was, like, mediocre to the max if they had a good dog. Mm -hmm. You keep not dating people with dogs. I know. It's a problem. I should definitely be dating a dog. <laughs> you no, know, a person with a dog. Maybe I should just get a dog. <laughs> no, our problem is not big enough for a dog. Let me get a dog. What about Eliza? Please let me get a dog. Where's <laughs> a puppy? <laughs> puppy dog. <laughs> I love dogs. It would be kind of funny to hear your dumb puppy dog voice. This is my dumb puppy dog voice. It's how I talk to dogs. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so uh, so will is trying really hard to break up with this guy, but then the guy, like, mentions that he's going out of town and he was going to board the dog for the weekend, but since he gets along so well with Will, why doesn't Will just watch him? And Will just, like... Will is so excited. Completely forgets to break up with him because he's like, yes, a weekend with the dog. (laughs) Well, the early days that he explicitly says, like, I wish there was a way I could get the dog and get rid of the guy. Yeah. And And I know you've thought that about people before. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is, is, like, the best scenario because in his brain, he's like, I'll watch the dog for a weekend. And then I'll break up with the guy. Right. Because I get a whole weekend of the dog. And he's just so ridiculous. And I I think this is funny because I feel like this episode kind of forgets about the existence of Klaus von Puppy, but I don't. (laughs) Because I remember Will being just as ridiculously over the top with Klaus von Puppy Mm -hmm. as well. So. Klaus von Puppy. Klaus von Puppy. Do you think his dog Pepper and Klaus von Puppy got along? I don't know. Could they have been good? Cousins, kind of. They were kind of almost cousins. I guess Will and Jack are kind of like brothers, but not. They're like, They're like stepbrothers. Yeah, so they're like step cousins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they would have gotten along because dogs are great and they love each other. <laughs> Dog friendship is beautiful. The part of this episode that really went a little bit off the rails for me, and is explained in the like the bumper at the very end. Yeah. But like, at one point, Will sends Jack out to walk the dog, and so the dog just runs. Sur- Sorry. So he can surprise the dog with a romantic dinner and a movie. Well, okay. <laughs> Which I, I like. You would also do. I would do that. And, and Jack loses the dog. Yeah. But, like, so, so that doesn't make sense. Like, even if, as Jack says, he was playing the fetch, and, and when he came back with the, when Jack came back with the stick, the, the dog, dog was, was gone. gone. <laughs> That's still a little ridiculous. Yeah. So, but, so the dog is missing, and Will feels terrible, and so he goes... 
And he he's like, I don't, Jack, you're gonna you're gonna have to tell Paul, you're gonna have to tell Paul what you did, you lost the dog. And Jack's like, no, wait, this is perfect. You tell him you lost the dog, mm-hmm. and he'll be so angry, he'll break up with you. And Will's like, That's actually the smartest Jack has ever been. And Will's like, No, I'm not gonna do that. And then the second he opens the door and Paul's like, Hello, gorgeous. He's like, I lost your dog, I lost it, it's just gone. <laughs> Goodbye lost forever. Dog. And he's like, You can do whatever you want to me because I deserve it. And literally this guy's like I want you to hold me until the pain goes away. <laughs> and I'm just like imagining myself in this situation, like finding the nearest sharp implement and like stabbing it into my jugular. Like. Watching you watch that episode, I can like see all the skin like crawling away <laughs> from your body. It's like in a ripple effect. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like a skin wave. Yeah, like. it was, that's exactly what I, it was like a skin wave going all the way up your body. Yeah, oh God, people who are that needy really just, they give me the heebies <laughs> and also the jeebies. Um, <laughs> But, so then Will is feeling guilty, so he keeps being guilted into continuing to hang out with this Paul character. And so he's, like, trying to find the dog, and at one point he gets a phone call, and he picks up the phone literally to call Paul, to tell Paul that, that, you know what, people lose dogs, I don't have to guiltily stay in this relationship with you. And then he goes on way for the weekend. Yeah, and then you just see Will being like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, great, glad we're on the same page. Okay, thanks, bye. And then hangs up and looks at Jack, and he's like, yep, we're going away for the weekend, like, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's it's so over the top that it actually almost kind of works. Oh, yeah. I like that about this episode. Yeah. It's not afraid to get weird. Right. It's absolutely weird. But at the same time, as a huge dog lover and someone who feels a lot of guilt, I could totally see myself in this situation. Uh-huh. Yep. Hating the person I'm dating, not liking them, getting too involved but because of the so dog. But feeling so guilty. But feeling so guilty about losing the dog that I'm like now getting myself deeper in to this situation. I think what really cemented this episode for me was like the last couple of minutes though where like yeah. Will and this guy are packing for their weekend away together. And Will shows up and he's like really you can tell he's not into it but he's right, like he's making it work. And he, he brings with him this squeaky toy that looks like a newspaper. Yes. The Daily Growl. The Daily Growl. And he, he's like it's really sad and so he squeaks it just like forlornly squeaks this toy <laughs> and you hear <laughs> he's like what was that? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a new dog, but nope, it's the same dog. Yeah, so basically Paul, we, we discover, is actually the con artist of this episode. Which I thought was a great bait and switch. Yeah, it was a really lovely reveal. So we learned that he is aware that he is a needy, wormy human being. Yep. So he has trained his dog to run away on guys because the dog gets him play. And he has a GPS chip in the dog so he can always find him when the dog runs away. So literally, he was playing well. Because he knew Will would never date him without the dog. That's a smart play. But also, it seems like it has a lot. You have to like, wait a long that's time a, for that. That's a long game. That's a long game. I mean, like, it's, there are a couple dates in they haven't had sex. But, yeah, like, which they, is also weird. They, but, like, it seems like this takes at least multiple dates yeah, to work. The implication seems to be that there is a fourth date that they're about to go on. Right. Because Will has a beautiful kiss-off line. Because basically this guy's like, yeah, he's a hot dog. And Will's like, yeah, and you're never going to see mine. And just like, <laughs> nopes right out of there. And it's beautiful. But I don't really know what the long-term plan is for this. I mean, like, it must be only to get laid a couple times. It must be just to get laid a couple of times. Because otherwise, like, there's, there's no way that you could bring the dog back and know that he would stick around. Right. But if you... If you are doing this over, like, multiple weeks, like, this is, like, a month, two months long commitment for a play. It's a long con. Yeah. It's a really long con for a really short lay. I mean, maybe. And I guess that your sex drive is, I mean, none of us can talk. But, I mean, if you, that's what you're playing with, you're like, okay, well, I'll have sex every, every other month. With, mm-hmm. with this game. Like, I feel like there's a way you can accelerate the con somehow. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know how you would do it. But I, I just, I know how susceptible I am to this sort of situation. I think you have to make it a dog you don't like. Like, if it's not your actual dog, then you can send it right back to your friend. You know, you don't need, you need a backup. You need a friend. You need a friend. There's yeah. probably, like, a con man term for, like, the, the rube who loans you his dog <laughs> so that you can use it. It's like a, I actually think that I've heard this is, like, a thing straight guys do where they'll, like, borrow someone's dog or baby and go walk mm-hmm. around the park no, and I've get heard hit of on. That. I would fall If I like dogs more and I felt like I could get in that trap... I would, I would at least think about it. You, you would, uh... I would walk your dog for you to take you, hot guys. You, I think you should do it, because then you can explain that you're a good friend. Mm, that's true, but I feel like I would only run into dog people, and then I would be trapped with five dogs. No, you would just have to walk, like, not at a dog park. That's a good idea. You'd have to walk it in, like, a... A, a regular area, park? Like but a regular then I'd have to poop. Well, we'll make sure that the, Well, here, well, I'll help you with this con. <laughs> I'll make sure the dog poops. And then you take it for a walk. So then it's just like extra excited. It's like, holy shit, two walks in a day. Good idea. Good idea. And then it won't poop. Right. So how long do I have before the dog wants to poop again? Well, how often do you poop? I, I don't know how often dogs poop, Tess. How often do you poop? I'm not talking about how often I poop on I'm, the podcast. I'm just saying, do you do it multiple times in that space of a couple of hours? Dogs are weird. Maybe they do. Have you never met a dog before? I have never expected it. Spend an extended period of time with the dog. I don't know how often they poop. I assume it's several hours apart. Okay, you have a cat, right? We have a cat, Eliza. Yeah. She lives here. How often does Eliza poop? Well, when I see her in the litter box, I avert my eyes because we're polite and Catholic and we don't look at those Oh things. my God. She <laughs> is weird though. We have to be careful because the litter box is like within like eye, like shot, eye shot. Is that a thing? You can yes. see the litter box. Eye shot. The, yes, that's the phrase. In From the couch. And so like every once in a while, I'll like glance in that direction and catch her like making eye contact with me <laughs> as she's like pooping. And I'm like, Why? I must avert my eyes because I'm nice and Catholic in my good Christian household. I cannot look at the defecation of the kitten. Yeah, that's what we need a curtain for. We need a curtain for the litter box. We do. We need a litter box curtain. Yeah. Because we're Catholic. Because we're Catholic. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's all we have this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, but in in general, uh, remember to spay and neuter your pets. Yes. And also don't use them to get dates. Unless you use them to get dates, but like in a wholesome way. Yeah. Like, you could use them to get dates if it's just, like, a meat cute And you're like, oh, I'm walking my dog or and my friend's dog. And you're honest about it as a move. It's then okay. it's mine. Yeah. I think I think that that's the thing. I think you could make that work if you were like, oh, I'm just out walking my friend's dog because I thought it would get me guys. Ha ha. Okay, well, step one, you get your own apartment. Step two, you get a dog. <laughs> step three, you let the dog poop. Step four, I walk the dog. Step five, I meet my new boyfriend. Step six, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step seven, profit. Beautiful. I'm excited. Does anyone else still do the question mark, question mark, question mark, profit meme anymore? I don't know. Because I still love it. <laughs> it's it's among my favorites. All right. Fabulous. Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet and send us all their cute dog pics? Because I really want them to send us dog pics. <laughs> all right. You can share dog pics with us from multiple locations. Um, the best place is probably Twitter. That's where we check the most. You can mm-hmm. find us there at Not A Couple Show. Yeah, and we really do check it. I have it on my phone and everything. So if you if you say stuff to us, we will respond pretty quickly. If you've got a really big dog picture, <gasps> you can send it to us via email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. I realize you meant like a big like picture, but I hoped it was a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got like a normal-sized dog picture or a normal-sized picture of a very large dog. You can also share with us on Facebook, on Tumblr, uh, we have Medium, you so can, you could... You could technically share it on Medium, I guess. I think you could probably comment with a photo. Uh, and if you're telling your friends where to find us, you can find us on iTunes and on Podbean. Yeah. 
Yay! All right. Dogs and podcast. Dogs and podcast. I'm gonna start a dog podcast. Oh my god! You can't even start a podcast. No, when we're done with this, I'm gonna start a dog podcast. I'm gonna find someone who loves dogs, and we're just gonna talk about dogs. And like, it's gonna be like not informative at all. (laughs) It's just gonna be us being like, we're looking at these pictures of dogs that you can't see, (laughs) but they're cute. Oh my god! The dog cast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. All right. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one kitty cat. Bark! I mean... Meow. Hi, Eliza. Sometimes I wish you were a dog, too. This episode of Not A Couple was sponsored by The Daily Growl. All the news that's fit to woof. Oof. <laughs>